leaders who show appreciation for hard work, for results, and acknowledging team members, their contributions. They can inspire confidence. They can inspire motivation. They can inspire reaching higher than they thought possible. And that actually leads to better performance under pressure. Hello, my friend, and welcome to this Friday episode of A Call to Leadership. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, your host. I'm so glad you're here. Every Friday, you and I hang out in the trenches working on one tool for your leadership tool belt. So if you're new to the show, tune in, listen in, and we're going to cover one important aspect of leadership that you can implement today, right now. And so that's so important in our journey because we want to be able to maximize the efficiency and the value of our time. And the fact that you've decided to spend some time with me, I'm honored and privileged that you would grant me your time to impart some act of leadership that's wise and leads us to a better future state for us and for those who we get to walk alongside of to serve others in leadership. And this episode is a very special episode because right now at the filming of this episode, it is about 2 a.m. on April 19th. And that is the day after the final day of what we call in the United States tax season. And for if you've been listening to the show, you know that I own an accounting and business advisory firm. Had it since 1995. It's my longest standing business. It's my baby. I've had lots of businesses that I've bought, sold, held over the years. And this is the one that I have held on to. And this is the time of year where we, we work very, very rigorously, me and my team. We've got over 17 people on our staff and our team that works tirelessly this time of year. And the reason why I even mention that is because it reminds me of why, after all these years, we've got thousands of people who are so honored to serve. And one of the reasons that I believe that we're able to maintain wonderful relationships with so many of our clients. Now, that doesn't mean that all of our clients stay with us over time. Some leave. They, it's a better fit with someone else or perhaps they move or any number of reasons. There's so many, however, who we get to enjoy our relationship with year after year after year. In fact, just today, or yesterday, I guess you'd say, there were so many of our clients who came in who were with us since the beginning. And it's so cool when you can spend time with people and reminisce over the old days when we had perhaps more hair, less wrinkles, and talk about before kids were born. What it got me thinking about, what I really want to hone in on on this episode, is one X factor in business, in relationships, in leadership that we really talk about but has tremendous value, and that is what we call the law of reciprocity. Now, if you haven't heard of the term reciprocity, it's a social, psychological concept, and it refers to this idea that people tend to respond to positive actions or gestures with a similar positive action or gesture. And of course, it works in the negative sense too. So in other words, when someone receives, say, a favor an act of kindness, maybe a gift from someone else, they feel obligated to reciprocate in some way. Now, 
This can be anything from returning a favor, providing a compliment, just expressing gratitude. So what this suggests is that our interpersonal relationships, which is the basis for all of leadership, it's built on this idea of mutual exchange of kindness, of generosity. And those of us who practice kindness tend to receive in return. So you think, okay, Nate, isn't kindness also associated with weakness? Not when you set the right kind of boundaries. I thrive on kindness. And that idea of kindness and reciprocity, it pays dividends in everything and everyone who I get to interact with. Now, perhaps some people aren't kind in return, but I would argue that it's contagious with enough kindness to people who perhaps aren't kind, I've found that it is very difficult to be what I call a jerk to someone who is being kind to you for, 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 for very long. There's a respect. And here's the other thing is that I don't keep relationships around me where respect is broken for too long and that I'll put a boundary up and a border and because people know that about me, ain't no half-stepping, if you ever heard that phrase before, they know that I'm not going to be that kind of person who's going to take too much of your jerkiness. Now you say, well, Nate, isn't that, does that go against the law of reciprocity and kindness? No. Here's the reciprocity. I will respect you, and I will expect respect in return. Now, if there's a problem and there's a problem that with something that I've done or one of my team members has done, then I will own that in kindness. And I'll give you an example. Just today, I received an email from a client who was unhappy with one of the services. And part of the issue was unreasonable. They wanted a service rendered in a time frame that's just undoable, if you will, right? You ever have someone who wants something done? in a way that just it just can't be done. And so there was a demand. And instead of, this was an email, instead of responding with the email, I just picked up the phone, I called, and I was kind. I gave myself some time though, friend, because at first I was a little hot. And I was like, you know, this person's asking for something that's totally unreasonable. They should know better. Plus it's somebody that I've done business with for a long time. But then I thought, well, you know, what's the problem here? The problem is the person's probably under some stress and they're under the gun. So I approach it with a little bit of empathy. And with that empathy, then I calm my own nerves down. It's the last day of tax season. So I'm obviously running hard. And uh, I wait, wait a couple hours so I can catch a breath. And then I go and I make that call. And the first thing I do is I say, hey, you think I have a solution? I go through the different options. And they were based on generosity. And then... When we go through a couple different solutions, I apologize. Hey, you know, I'm sorry that this happened the way it did. I didn't see it coming. You understand? I totally understand. Thank you. And so the mood and demeanor changed from antagonizing and angry to, hey, let's find out how we can make this work. And so the kindness that I exhibited that was a tool 
to rebuild that rapport, to rebuild that trust, to rebuild that positive relationship that was struggling in the moment because of mutual stress and create this cycle that helped to strengthen that bond that was diminished and really just to promote some goodwill. Hey, look, let's find a way to make this work. I want to do that. And here's some different options. It's so much better than going after the jugular and going in to fight. Find ways to solve problems, to build a relationship, to make a positive impact. You know, that's the way I found that I can mend the relationship. Now, does it always work out? No, sometimes it's just not a fit. We learn to part ways. But if you do that based on, hey, let's see if we can make this work. If we can't make it work, what do I need to do to help make this right? You know, it's a whole lot better than if it's in business, a bad review or a negative review. It's in families. It's much better than stomping off and sleeping on the sofa or worse, you know, with a child and you can't find resolution. These are just behaving in ways that you want to reciprocate this idea of kindness. And there's lots of research behind this reciprocity, right? How do I cultivate this idea of reciprocity? Lots of research around it. And reciprocity has a lot to do with emotional intelligence. And there was a study done by the Hay Group found that managers who showed high levels of emotional intelligence, including kindness and empathy toward their employees, they tended to have the higher levels of employee engagement and job satisfaction. Why? Because they are engaged. They care. Another study in the Journal of Frontier of Psychology found that leaders who prioritize kindness compassion, empathy in their interactions with employees tend to have lower levels of turnover, absenteeism, burnout, right? They communicated with their teams and that through reciprocity, the teams had more connection and teamwork. I mean, there's there's number study after study after study that illustrates this. Now you say, Nate, okay, being too kind can make you ineffective as a leader, right? So basically what you would say is leaders who prioritize kindness over getting things done, you might not be taken seriously. And then the team won't respect you enough to follow through on important projects and deadlines. What's the reciprocity in that? Well, just slow your roll. Hold on a second. You have to have balance in leadership. You can be kind and empathetic to your team to reciprocate that. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're weak or you lack authority. In fact, a kind leader can still set clear expectations and hold our team members accountable for their work. That's how that works. Now, you say, okay, fine. What about the kind leaders who get taken advantage of by team members, right? That if you consistently display kindness and expect reciprocity and empathy, you might be a pushover and you might have difficulty setting the boundaries with your team members. Well, that may be true. But there's a difference between being kind and being a pushover, right? You can still display kindness. You can still display empathy and act in reciprocity toward your team. But you can create the kind of boundaries and expectations regarding the behavior, the deadlines, the quality of work that you're not going to allow the mission to be compromised because people want to take advantage of you. You know, you can still be kind. You can be kind actually by terminating someone's employment. 
unfortunately, I haven't always made the right choices in who I brought on my teams. I've interviewed, done several interviews at times. Everything looked great in the interview, in the resume. And after 90 days of having someone on, I realized, you know, man, I blew it. I've set someone up for failure because I put them in the wrong position. And when I realize that that person is not a fit for the position, and if I don't have a fit in the organization for them at all, then what happens is, is that I have to free their future. We have to part ways. And because their role jeopardizes, especially as they perform the role ineffectively, it jeopardizes the expectation and the experience that I vow as a leader to maintain. So what I've done is I, in kindness, I sit the person in my office and I tell them I dropped the ball. I made a mistake. I put them in a role that would set them up for failure. And I'm sorry, I can't have you in this role any longer because this is not the role for you. And unfortunately, I don't have any other role in my company that I think would be in your genius zone. So I'm going to have to let you go. Friend, you can do that in kindness, right? Because you've set boundaries, you've set expectations regarding the behavior, regarding the deadlines, regarding the quality of work. And when those aren't met consistently and they impede the mission, because the mission is important than any one person, you'll hear me say that, including myself, then you can kindly make a change. You say, okay, Nate, fine, I get that. What about kindness and reciprocity? Could it be effective? I can't see how it could be effective in high pressure high challenge, or say a competitive environment. So you might say there's situations where results-driven outcomes are required. And if you're kind, you will not be able to be effective. Well, I understand that. But here's the thing about kindness. It can take all kinds of forms and it can still be effective in high-pressure situations. I'll give you an example. Leaders who show appreciation for hard work for results and acknowledging team members, their contributions, they can inspire confidence. They can inspire motivation. They can inspire reaching higher than they thought possible. And that actually leads to better performance under pressure, right? So, you know, and on top of that, kindness also means providing constructive feedback because we're not being very kind when we're holding back feedback. We can do that respectfully. We can do that clearly. And then we can do it to encourage growth and to encourage development among our team members, right? That's in a business environment. So, And what happens is the reciprocity begins to grow. Same thing in a family, right? We can develop a super positive family culture by being kind. We can help create supportiveness, caring within a family. How do we do that? We can display love. We can display affection. We can express our gratitude for their contributions of family members. We can speak softly, foster just positive, encouraging, healthy relationships, especially when we're stressed, especially when there's conflict, more than anything, because it it can help diffuse tensions. At the end of the day, we're trying to build trust. And so we've got to be self-aware as leaders in our families to self-regulate and know when maybe perhaps we're feeling stressed. Is it a stressful team season? Is it a stressful time? 
And sometimes we're missing it. That's when we can encourage open, honest communication and say, hey, look, let me know if I'm dropping the ball. Just like in a workplace setting, having this reciprocity of kindness with a family and just say, look, I want to hear your concerns. I want to listen fully and give me ideas so that I can make sure that you're heard, make sure you're understood. I want to prevent anything that would cause a misunderstanding. That's not being a pushover. That's being someone who can be respected because people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And then what? Then we set some clear expectations, not only for them, but for us, right? So we create our own boundaries, our own responsibilities, our own expectations, because no one else is going to follow our lead unless we learn to lead by example. So when we say that we're going to take a child to a game, go for a drive, my son, he's learned how to drive at this time. And I told him I would help him and go trips. So every chance I get, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go pick up some food. You want to drive? Sure. Talk in the car. Set the right expectations that we can make good on because it's going to help our children understand the importance of respect, discipline, of responsibility. Displaying kindness creates reciprocity, my friend. And it's an X factor in leadership, in business, in family. It creates harmonious relationships, right? We're connected. We're valued. We respect one another. And when we balance that with clarity, because clarity is power, with expectations that we follow through on, with discipline, with boundaries, we can build mutual respect. And then 20 years later, we'll still have those relationships. And not only will they be intact, they'll be better than ever. The law of reciprocity. Reciprocate kindness in a way that leads to construction, to growth, to health. And I guarantee you, my friend, I guarantee you, your relationships will be better for it. So go do it today. I'm so glad you were here. I'm so glad you joined me. I'm so thankful for you. Well, my friend, we did it. I'm so honored you were able to join me on this episode of A Call to Leadership. Now, this might not be for everyone because you really have to be in a certain place in order to take the kind of steps to level up your leadership. And I want you to be taking steps. And for those of you who feel like you're ready for something like this, there's a place you can go. You can go to our website, greatsummit.com. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. But here's the cool thing that we have. We've got a master class. We have all different kinds of events. We even have our leadership club where you can meet other people just like you to go deeper in your leadership journey. You and I will get to spend some time together and really focus on aiming for greatness. I can't wait to see you there. I'm Dr. Nate Sala, and this is A Call to Leadership.